Hello, I'm Jamie from Upload VR with James Hunt, which is a name I knew straight away. Isn't that impressive, James? <laughs> yeah, I'm very impressed. <laughs> so James, you are from Fast Travel Games. That's right. Fast Travel Games is a developer in Stockholm, Sweden. That's right as well. You have developed before Apex Construct. Yeah, exactly. So I was uh, an animator on our first title, the Apex Construct. Okay, and today you have a new game, which is... The Curious Tale of the Stolen Pets. Yeah, okay, cool. So, The Curious Tale of the Stolen Pets is a very, very different game to Apex Construct, right? Yeah, you're right. Why don't you give us a quick overview about what the game is about? Okay, so in this game you have these small worlds in front of you and you're guided by your grandfather's voice taking you through your childhood memories you had together and there's a troubled relationship with your sister and uh, that evolves during the story of the game okay cool so there is that kind of interesting mix of kind of it's a very whimsical game right it's a very Mm -hmm. uh wholesome game is what we called it in our review which you can read up on the site right now but there is also a a kind of interesting mix of memory there right and there's a deeper story to be told is that is yeah. that is that right yeah no you're right so uh, this uh, story so you're basically trying to figure out why the pets in these worlds are stolen and these are memories you'd share with your grandfather and your sister and uh, you're trying to figure out what went wrong with your sister mm, okay um and the way the game presents itself is puzzles so you have yeah. these really really nice Diorama-sized world. Where did where did the idea for that come from? So I think in in VR, what works really well is scale. It could mm. be like really big things or really small things. And a lot of games don't utilize this too much. But I wanted to make a game uh, with this in mind. So going for a small scale diorama was what uh, what I thought of first. So when we when we spoke earlier in the podcast, you brought up some really fascinating. Uh, influences. Hmm? So you said Captain Toad's uh, Treasure Treasure Tracker. That's the one. Uh, And Machinarium. Uh, And I believe there are a few. There are a few other like point and click kind of influences, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So these games are just basically games I like. Uh, I wouldn't say our game is. Um, very similar to these games, but mm. there, there's elements of them that I really like that I put into this game, and then I, I just uh, came up with this idea. Well, I, I definitely feel like you can see a similarity or a correlation in terms of art style with a lot of a lot of those games, right? I mean, mm. first of all, Captain Toad is a gorgeous, vibrant game, and mm. I think quite similar in in, in uh, visual tone to. Mm. Curious Tale. If if people haven't seen a Curious Tale trailer, go and watch it right now. We'll we'll wait. Like <laughs> the the animation in the game is absolutely incredible. It uses a kind of stop motion animation, right? Yes. Yeah, so that. Yeah, please. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, no, that was on purpose. So being an animator, I wanted to do my take on the animations for this game, and also wanted to put animation in focus. So when uh, prototyping on it, I came up with the idea of maybe trying stop motion and see how that feels. Mm. I mean, you don't you don't want to fool the player that you you're having a bad frame rate in the game in any sense. But yeah. it actually turned out to work really well. If you, as long as we kept it to the characters and not anything else, it worked really well. So mm. I think it it feels that you can reach out to the to these tiny worlds, and uh, yeah, I think it worked out. Um, 
talking about those influences, we've talked a lot about the games that the traditional games that influenced it. Was there any kind of uh, influence from games like, you know, Astrobot or Lucky's Tale that also play with that kind of third person uh, diorama sized world? Was that, what, did that kind of influence the design at all? I mean, I, I do like those games. I've loved, I love playing Moss. I, uh, Astrobot is one of my favorite VR games. Uh, Ghost Giant is another favorite of mine. I didn't want mm, to necessarily Ghost make. Incredible. Yeah. I didn't want to make those games. I wanted to make it unique as in our game but i mean they were definitely games i really liked and influences Mm. Uh, and we talked about the animation a bit there you worked as an animator on apex contract as well like you said yeah was why did you start to tackle uh, or why did you start to blend vr and animation did you come to fast travel because you wanted to like look into that area or or yeah, so the opportunity came up to uh, work for Fast Travel Games, and I found it really exciting. And I mean, VR mm. when when the Oculus was released, it was uh, it was amazing. I mean, like most people who put on VR for the first time, it's just uh, your you jaw drops. So yeah, once once I tried to just once I just saw one of my animations in VR, I knew that this was something I wanted to work with. So uh, it's really gratifying to see your, your work, mm. uh, whether it's uh, modeling or textures or animation in VR. It's just uh, amazing. Have you ever, um, or for even for this project, have you played with any kind of in VR animation software? Uh, I have. I've tried an in VR. I've tried Quill. I've modeled in uh, Medium, and I, I think uh, they are gr- they're great. I wish I could spend more time with them. I just haven't had the time, but I, I love those softwares, really. Mm. I think it'd be really interesting to make a game based on those kinds of uh, assets that you create, right? Mm, definitely. And, and, and I've, I've uh, I paid for the creative early access of Dreams for the PlayStation. And I'm oh, really wow. Okay. Really, it's really loving that as podcast well. talking about that. <laughs> yeah. That no, is fascinating, games. right? Yeah. yeah. I can't it wait is. till that's in VR. That'll be mm. absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, so you have these influences, you have your animation background. Mm. Um, talk to me a little bit about the kind of tone and. I guess, for lack of a better term, like difficulty that went into this game because it is more of a relaxed VR gaming experience than you know, even compared to a lot of the stuff that's out this week, right? Mm, exactly. Yeah. So yet again, I think it's just a matter of me wanting to do a game that uh, I really would like to enjoy playing, and uh, I like uh, accessible games that are not necessarily too hard it's just enjoyable to be in the environments mm. no no fail states no uh, hard uh, locomotions no motion sickness mm. or at least trying to limit that as much as possible so i just i on purpose wanted to make a game that could reach out to as many people as possible and uh, yeah that was that was the aim mm. um ian was saying earlier that the way he's experienced the game so far Mm. Is that his? He's been playing with his kid, and he hasn't been in VR. His kid has been in VR, yeah. And uh, she has been solving the puzzles, and he's been looking on another screen, mm. uh, helping her along with that. Was that mm. a really kind of unintended surprise for you? Definitely. I, I never had in mind that the game was suited for children. 
we we follow the recommendations that Oculus and the other companies have that it's like from 12 and above. Mm. But if if you want to let, let your uh, child play this game, I'm fine with that. It's it's a very family uh, family friendly game, and I mean mm. that's great that someone can play and another one can follow along, or you could finish the game and then just hand it over to the next one. We've got several game slots, so you could actually the whole fam- yeah. family could play the game. Yeah, and mm. um, one of the great things about the puzzles is a lot of puzzle games are defined by like a set of mechanics right portal Mm. is entirely built around the idea that you're going to shoot two portals walk in one come out the other yeah for you guys um it's very much a case of picking up individual objects and working out how that's going to apply to the level right so Mm. for in the first in the first level i won't give away any solutions but there's a kettle for example yeah what um what came first in this game when designing it was it the puzzles and then you built a level around that or was it the kind of theme and then you tried to work in puzzles to each theme that you were going for yeah good question uh, uh, so often it was the theme that would come first and really? then we would okay. th- yeah and then we would think out a layout for the theme and how that world would look and then then i would start to think about okay what objects would suit this theme and then i would i would like do a mind map and start drawing lines and how could this create a puzzle and how could that work so from start to finish, we were like iterating on the worlds. We were iterating on the on the puzzles, and uh, mm. to to have something that worked in the end. Mm. Um, in terms of the interactions with many of these objects, then were there mm. any kind of like really big pain points in trying in terms of trying to work something out? I mean, I was just playing the second level, which uses a hairdryer to, again, not try to give away too many spoilers, but <laughs> get rid of a lot of the snow in the level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that uh, some of this seems incredibly complex to me. Has, have there been a lot of headaches in the project? Or yeah, so uh, I mean, there's a few technical issues. I guess the programmers did have when trying to figure out how to melt the snow and such. Uh, but we tried to make the puzzles fairly simple, and we're not reusing any mechanics, but we're reusing some of the systems that uh, work for different. So a lot of the game is just a matter of picking up objects using them in different manners and poking at different stuff and mm. triggering animations. Yeah, that's really interesting because it's one of the, the best VR experiences I find are when they're not built. Lots of traditional video games are built around a set mechanic, right? Mm-mm. And that's, that's an idea that's kind of in com- conflict with a lot of traditional VR in that how can you have a set mechanic in a world or a virtual world that is meant to try and imitate real life. Mm, mm. And I feel like that's something that you guys have tackled in a very interesting way in, in this project is that each of the, the, the five levels, right? I'm thinking there's mm. five. Yeah, yeah. No, it's fine. Um, has a different kind of hook and mm. there's very natural interaction in the world in each one, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we wanted it to just uh, play by intuition and... Uh, there's, there's something nice with every world being unique and you're being surprised in every world what's going to happen as well. It mm. obviously takes longer time to build when you're not reusing a mechanic all the time. But I think in the end, we're really happy with what we made. Mm. Yeah. yeah um, one of the things we've been talking about as well is is um, the length of the game. Mm. So, um, it, it like I said, it's it's five levels and I think... It'll probably see you, what, anywhere between two to three hours to see through? Is, is, is that a fair? I think reasonably would be like one and a half to two hours, maybe. 
Um, okay. And this was a, a conscious choice we made. We we went for quality over quantity this time. Yeah. And this is a new title for us and it's self-funded. So we, we didn't know if it would work or not, but we want, we really believed in it. So we, we went for it. And mm. uh, hopefully... Um, People love it and want more, and we would love to make more if that's the case as well. So uh, I think that was a good scoop. Well done, thank you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so no, but uh, I, I think I, I personally like short games. I don't think that's mm. any, anything bad. I like to finish a game and feel that I want more of it, rather yeah. than playing a game and not finishing it because because I became bored. So I I personally don't mind a short game, and I mm. hope that people feel that we have priced the game accordingly to the the, uh, the scale of it. Do you think that's especially true of VR, the, you know, the like of shorter gaming experiences? Because I personally do. Yeah, I think it works really well. I mean, personally, I, I'm not too fond on having the headset on for too long. It gets warm. Mm. And if it's a game that does have free look emotion, I might get nauseous as well. So I think mm. to be able to play shorter sessions, maybe uh, 20, 30 minutes, it suits VR really well. Take me through your choice of costume today. You, you've got a pir- pirate costume. Yeah, so I was looking through the different costumes in the avatars, and I saw there's, there's this one with a little parrot on the shoulder, and I thought, oh, well, that suits mm, mm. Being, being a game about pets, so this is my parrot. Bro. Oh, that's a great point. I hadn't thought about yeah. that. Is, is yeah. there a parrot in the game? Nope. <laughs> there is no parrot in the game? <laughs> no, okay. not yet. <laughs> so there is scope for DLC, parrot-based DLC. Mm, who knows? Who knows? Okay, so I can I can add that into the story I'm going to write later that you're making <laughs> parrot-based DLC. If people want parrots in a in a future Curious Tale title, may, maybe there will be. <laughs> I, I've, I've just got one more suggestion for that. Use the Oculus Rift microphone or, or that given headset's microphone. Get it to repeat what it needs. I'll let ah. you figure out the headache, but oh, that sounds like a, a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think. Um, one of the interesting things about this game is it is the first game Fast Travel has released since the release of the Oculus Quest. And obviously, uh, you guys released a port of Apex Construct, which is a very proficient port. Hmm. But to me, there's something that lines up with the tone and style of this game, with the kind of accessibility that Quest is going for. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I do. Uh I love the Quest. I think it's the it's my choice of headset, and mm. uh, I think we we wanted to make a game where you could play sitting or standing, but you could also walk around, which suits really mm. well with the Quest. So, so you're right. It does it does work really well on the Quest. Was it a project that started out thinking, uh, how can we get something on the Quest that will work really well, or was it a kind of you know a, a happy coincidence, if you will? I think it's a happy coincidence, but we did have it in our back mind, or like we did think about it early on. We did, yeah. Mm, interesting. Mm. Um, yeah, and and so it's the case that the PlayStation VR version is coming out next week. Is that right? Exactly. There was a pet that got lost, and it's finally found, <laughs> and uh, we're uh, we're releasing the game on PlayStation next week. Okay, great, 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 great. Um, yeah, I think that's great. Cool. I think uh, I think people should uh, definitely check the game out. We have our review up. We mm-hmm. gave it four stars out of five. That was reviewed by David, who wasn't on the podcast earlier today, but he is our games editor, so trust me, he knows. 
Um, and I, I really liked his opening line for the review, which was something along the lines of, it is a game you want to play to feel warm, snug, and cozy, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And you don't, you don't see too much of that in VR these days, do you? No. No, but what I've liked the most when people play the game is to see them smile. It, it really, it's mm-hmm. really nice. And uh, you're right; it's not all games that do bring out that smile. And I think it's uh, it, there's there's room for really cool action shooters, and there's room for these games as well. And I hope that even if you don't necessarily think that it's a game for you, you should give it a try. And uh, there might be something you, that you really enjoy there. Mm. Is it your hope that uh, it's kind of a Christmas Day game that you know we're not too far away from Christmas now, people are going to be unwrapping Oculus Quests. Do you think it would be a re- like make for a really nice kind of family gathering uh, kind of game? Yeah, that would be great. Um, why not? Yeah, okay. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, um, this is out now. We don't know what Fast Travel is working on next. I'm sure we'll, we'll hear at some point in apart, the future. Apart from Budget Cuts too. Oh, of course. Forgive me. Yes, of course. So that's an interesting thing. Um, you guys are co-developing Budget Cuts 2, which is out December 12th with mm-hmm. Neat Corporation, the developers of the original game. How much how much involvement with that one have you had? Have you have you worked on it at all, or is that mainly elsewhere in the office? No, that's elsewhere in the office. So I've been fully on uh, Curious Tell. We obviously get to uh, help try out the game and uh, give ideas and stuff like that, but I've been 100, 120% on <laughs> the Curious Tale. 120%. <laughs> yeah. has it, has it been, it's been a long day for you today, or has it been a long week, or is it, has it been kind of actually kind of smooth, or how's this week been? Yeah, no, it's, it's been all right. It's been actually uh, it's been a long 11 months working on this game. Oh, I'm and, sure, yeah. But 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 I've really enjoyed it, and I'm super thankful for this opportunity. I've I came in as, as an animator, and I'm really happy that they let me be the creative lead on this game. So uh, I'm super happy that it's out, and now I'm just trying to have a little breather before we look into what what to do next. Mm. Awesome. Well, we're gonna go let you have that breather because obviously you're in Stockholm. It's even later than it is here in the UK. Um, mm. James, we really appreciate you coming on the show today especially in the hustle and bustle of releasing a game taking a an hour or two out of your time is 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 tough i know so thank you so much for being here cheers thanks for having me cool um i don't know how the end of the podcast works but thanks for being here i've never done the end of the podcast before but i'll give you a thumbs up james give him a thumbs up hey <laughs>